Good. After seeing the background, we'll go now back to the Pasuk Perik Tezayin Pasuk Aleph in Malachim Beis. Tezayin Aleph. We saw the background in Yeshaya last week about Ochoz and his panic, lack of bitachon, and the offer that was given to him that Hashem would have any number of nisim and of flows to protect him from the attack on Yushalayim, and he said, I don't want to be Manasseh Hashem, which sounds very from that wasn't his reason. His reason was he didn't want to have the achrayas of doing tshuva and causing others to do tshuva and fixing things up and understanding full well that the nais would trigger a greater achrayas and a bigger einish if he didn't perform. It didn't help him that much, unfortunately, because the einish is coming. He's not only not going to perform, he's going to uh, visit in Chutzlaritz and pick up some very bad habits. That's an understatement. We'll see what I'm referring to in a moment in the Perak. Again, Perak Tezayim Pasik Aleph. The Shnas Shvas Veshan Lapekah Ben Ramalyo, Malach Alfaz Ben Yesum, Melech Yehuda. Again, the contrast here, Yesum was not Stama, Heligatzad. It goes down history of one of the people that have held up the world with the Shimon Bayachai due to his Anibas and his Sitkus, and Ochoz's son will be Chizkiyahu HaMelech. Which means that there's a lot of Chizkiyahu working here in Malchus Beis David, and yet, despite all the Chizkiyahu, depends on your Bechira. Uh, they always say Yichus is many, many, many zeros. You've got to put a one in front of it. And if you don't, you can't rely on the Yichus. Again, that Pasuk, the end of it is astounding. The comment here is, It sounds like um, something we could say about most Sadiqim. He didn't do the Yasha like David did. He didn't do much Yasha at all. The reason, my guess, the reason why the Navi over here is giving him a slight pass is because unlike perhaps Menashe, who's going to outdo him in Rishus, his grandson, and the Rishayim of Malcha Yisrael, he was under pressure. At this time, things started falling apart in Yisrael, the Yisrael Shvatim going into Gullis. He thought it was all over, and that's why he had total Yish. It's not an excuse at the end of the day, and Lamaisa he didn't only underperform that he wasn't like David Aviv, he was a chayti machti sarab. It just wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. And in the context, Chazal point this out, just in case you started your tshuva, hopefully a few weeks ago. Uh, the good news is that even when Averis are done, HaKosh Baruch Hu takes into context the Avera and the lack of zrizus and simcha in which it was done, which means the more the Avera was enjoyed and the easier you found to do it and the more of Islav as you had for it, the more the Einish is, And if while the Avera was being done, you weren't too happy about it, that's already, uh, that's already good news in terms of the, uh, of the Einish. The flip side, something we'll speak about uh, the upcoming Yemen Aram and Mitzvah Shem, the uh, flip side is that when you do mitzvahs, you always get schar for some mitzvahs, 
in terms of all mitzvahs you get schar for, but in terms of the uh, sum of the effort you gave. And the schar is a direct ratio of the mitzvahs nefesh and the effort and the simchas mitzvah. Just like by Averis, if you're not too happy about it, it mitigates the Einish. So too, by the mitzvahs, if you're not too happy about it, it mitigates the schar. So it all depends on what the backdrop is and what the connection is and Hashem sees in a person's heart where he's really going with a particular mitzvah. So my assumption here, and Mepharshim point this out to some degree, that certainly Kedavid Aviv is mitigating the fact that the Einish here was horrific, and yet the fact is it just says he didn't perform as well as David Amalek, which means he was at a time that was very, very difficult. And Kosh Baruch Hu takes that into account. It's not a pass. Hashem doesn't excuse the Aver. And um, we'll see later on. So he goes down in history as a Russia, just not in the all-star list of Rishayim because of this uh, backdrop and the circumstance in which he lived. The Yela Badera Malchi Yisrael, I know this in the next Pasuk, uh, the Pasuk says, not Kedavid Aviv, and then it says he joined all the Malchi Yisrael, which means he was a Russian Musha. Yela Badera Malchi Yisrael, Vagam Ez Benoy, it's pretty bad. Gam Ez Benoy, Hevri Beish, no Meluch, Tarei speaks about Meluch. They had their, their deep psychological issues with the people following Meluch. The Galochim convinced them that if you have a number of children, you've got to sacrifice one to the gods, or else they're all going to get it. If you sacrifice one, the other ones will be okay. And they actually convinced them of this. So many Rishayim learned, they actually burnt them in the fire. Some, they passed them between fire, they got singed, some said they actually died. Many Rishayim all they actually died. So he was going to take one of his sons, and he did take one of the sons, and give him over to the Melech priests to be killed. It's a good thing it didn't work. The name of this son is Chizkiyo. And uh, we need him. We'll hear a lot about him. His mother, as I'll say, smeared him with some sort of uh, burn-proof oil and saved him. Uh, the burn units in Staten Island would like to know what that is. We don't know exactly what it was, but if you hold like to Rishonim that they sort of passed in between fires and it was only slightly sent, okay, so it held it off a little bit. If you hold like to Rishonim that they actually put him in the fire and they're trying to kill him, so we'd really like to know what this is. Whatever it was, it worked. It gets even worse from here. So we keep repeating this, but it's Chiv Karis. That's if he did L'Shem Shemayim, which is less than plausible. I'll uh, back that up soon. So they didn't attack in a vacuum. The attack was orchestrated in Minashamayim to wake him up. He already wasn't doing well beforehand. So the attack we learned about in Yeshaya last week is uh, the brief mention of the year. And they surrounded Yushalayim, couldn't break in, can't do the schus of Yushalayim, and Malchus Beis David, not the hischus. We don't know if it's the same one, but uh, they're losing territory here. They moved into the city. We lost it. Uh, the present day, a lot is a Shiloh, whether it uh, even has Kedusha Zeret Yisrael from early bubble. They take up Truman's and Mises without a bracha. 
It doesn't mean this isn't the same place. It's only above all the different form of Kedusha in terms of what they were Makadish and the areas they were Makadish when they came back up by Yashani. So he's being attacked. He's losing territory. These are supposed to be messages. As we mentioned last week, once you invite the enemy... He's going to bribe them as well. They didn't need a bribe. That was the problem. They were more than happy to come in. Ashur had great plans for the entire civilized world. And they're going to actualize them and take over basically everything and exile everybody to a far-off land. That was their policy. They're going to do it soon to the Aserzashvatim. He's now inviting him as an ally and bribing him, thinking that I need the help. Because Baruch Hu told him to the Navi that he should keep calm, don't invite Ashur, and don't worry about these two kings attacking. They're not going to make a Rashim. And he instead reached out, which, again, the level of Bitochen versus the Ishtadis is always a challenge. Uh, also, who was a Melech Tzaddik, not that he wasn't criticized for some of the Ishtadis he did, but he also reached out for allies. Most of the time, it's Incorrect when you still have Navi, a Navi telling you that Hashem is on your side, a Navi promising everything will be okay, and you have the ability to do tshuva, as Chizkiyo will do, all the above. The Navi will tell him that Hashem is with him, and uh, Asher is going to come again to destroy Yerushalayim, and he's not going to reach out to any foreign ally. He's going to do tshuva and increase learning, and we will get to that Barichas. Achaz is not holding here at all, and uh, he doesn't do tshuva because he finds it difficult, doesn't cause tshuva, at a very low madrega, and he does what the Umazaylam would do. He reaches out to an ally. Uh, allies in general often never made it across the threshold when you needed them, and if they did, they turned on you soon after. Uh, the one alliance that worked, at least for the war, Mehashem Yetzadavr, is between America and the USSR. But already... Toward the end of the war, there were strong suspicions and very, very big tightness. There was animosity, and um, anybody who had shaykhs to the Russians at the end of the war were, if they were American or British, they were debriefed by the intelligence agencies to let them know what the Russians were up to. That was already while the war was winding down. But they were allies then. Okay, well, we know the Cold War started... Well, really started then, but uh, started shortly afterwards, and it wasn't pretty for many, many decades. Still not too pretty, better than it was. And the fact that two people get along for a natural uh, alliance due to circumstances is not new. Here, Ashur never had any uh, inkling of any ava toward Yidin or toward any other people in the Middle East. They just wanted to destroy everybody and take over. So his even reaching out, his Havamina is short-sighted. But he sends the message. What's the message? Lamar Abdacha Uvincha Ani. Very submissive. I'm your Evid, I'm your son. Please come and save me. Again, you look back at last week's Navua. Hashem told Achaz that these two kings attacking you are embers that are going out. They don't have any kayach. What's interesting is he, the Navi didn't spell out that the only reason you're being attacked in the first place is because you have to fix things up. But I guess that was so painfully obvious that 
Hashem didn't have to spell that out. That was part of his Bechira to understand that. The message was that if you do even a little tshuva, they're not that powerful, they're here and they're a menace, but I will save you. He ignored the whole thing. Reaches out to Aram, I need help. Now, he's very short on money. So he raids the Beis HaMikdash, which is a sacrilege and a chutzpah, and everything else that goes along with it in Geneva. Use some of his own money. He didn't have too much of that either. Which again was a waste of money. There's a shud on good Jewish guilt. Because Ashur didn't need an invitation. They were more than happy to come. Why bribe him? So, um, Ashur very, very easily, almost like Kelach Hayad, uh, moves in on Damasek and he uh, destroys it and kills the king. He comes into the capital city, he sees this very nice looking altar. We're not into this type of, uh, well, we're not into Avodazar, not into the architecture of altars, but in the context, he uh, was easily phased by these things, and he's looking for gods that might help him. Uh, in this case, perhaps the god that might be angry at him for starting up with them. Uh, and he likes the uh, layout. This is beyond bizarre, but you have to understand this was Achaz. Once he's not too from, so anything is on the table of possibilities. So even if he's going to daven shachris, which maybe he was still doing, and maybe he was even putting on tefillin, I wouldn't have put it past him. And maybe he's still going to um, do some aveda back home. But he's in a foreign capital city, and he sees him as Bech, and he says, you know, that would look very nice in the base of Mikdash. And we're looking at him like, what are you thinking? You don't want to do aveda, so don't do any aveda. That's not what's going to happen. And we don't know much about this Uriah Kayin. The Mepharshim say he wasn't a Rosh Amusha. It sounds like what's going to unfold, that he's just like the uh, yes man of Ochoz, and he's one of the Kayinim that went off the derech, and uh, he's going to aid in the bet over here. Uh, he's going to build the Mizbeach for Avodah That's what Ochoz meant in the base of Mitish. So it sounds like the Rosh Amusha. The Mepharshim say that he was more of a uh, weak personality, and he was just scared of Ochoz. Ochoz was very powerful, and the king gave a direct order I'm sending you blueprints. I want you to build this ASAP. And he didn't think he could say no. Was it Yehari Vayavra? Is a good question. On the one hand, you'll say, well, build the Mizbeach, imported from design, imported from Damascus in the base of Mikdash. That's not Yehari Vayavra. It's very bad. Uh, Yehari Vayavra, what? Yeah, we're going to describe it at length. Interesting, the Navi is going to give us a lot of space. So we're gonna, and he put it right next to the Mizbeach and the so, on one hand, uh, it doesn't say clearly he built it L'Shem Avodazar. Achaz might have had that in mind, but he didn't spell that out. He was smart enough not to spell that out in his letter to Uriah. It's almost like he dressed it up as, hey, this is a nice design. Uh, you want to put this in? We'll have two. The Mepharshim debate, this is complicated because he, Uriah, if you want to say he wasn't that bad, he was just weak. He didn't remove the He couldn't. It was gigantic and it was built into the, you know, 
it was Machuvah Lekak, and then the, the covering was Machayshis, the, the part was thousands of uh, tons of earth. So he couldn't really move it that easily. So uh, he's going to show his contempt for the original plan, and when he gives this order, he shows his contempt already, and then he's going to come back, and the Pasuk of the scribes, he's going to move things around. But is this Yehovah Yehovah? So just Ali Meschus on Uriya we don't know much about him. He had a direct order. If he wouldn't do it right away, he'd probably be off with his head. And he felt this is terrible, this is a zilzil, this is a chil Hashem, chil Hashem is Yehovah Yehovah, but have to know which one where. Maybe you think, well, if you get him angry, then he's going to come and destroy the whole place. dish. wouldn't be beyond Ochaz. Menashe is going to do worse. Menashe is going to actually destroy it. And he cooperated. I'm not saying the Pesach was right, but there is a debate whether this was Yehovah Yehovah, even if it was, maybe it didn't stand up to Nisayan. Yishlach HaMelech HaOchaz, Alor Yachayin, as the Muslim has baths, he sent them a blueprint, as Tavnisa L'chol Maaseo, and he wanted an exact replica. He wasn't even back yet. He sent him a message. I'm not coming back soon. I'm in a diplomatic mission. And I'm staying here for a while and just get it done. I want it done by the time I'm back. And he had it all done by the time he got back. Comes back to inspect the uh, new... Uh, New Kalim, and he also wants to know whether they listened to him. He's very mocked as covered. Pasigid Beis, Vayava Amela Midamesek, Vayar Amela Chesar Zbeir, Vayikav Amela Amazbeir, Vayal Olav. So, besides the fact that this new Mizbeach is built, he all of a sudden anointed himself as a Kayin. He was not a Kayin, he's Hamachas Beis David. He decided now he's a Kayin and he's going to inaugurate this Mizbeach. It doesn't say clearly what he was Makruv. The people were still from, this is Yehuda, not Yisrael. So it could be that he told people he was mock of a regular carbon. He just, he wasn't a kind, so it's already a problem. I can't do zips at times, not a kind. Shechita is Kshay Bazar. And the whole thing was illegal, but he didn't say Beferish. He's doing it for Avodazar. Probably because he understood Uriah wouldn't do it and the other kind of wouldn't stand for it at this point. It sounds like he just dressed it up as, okay, you know, I'm taking over from here, we'll do the regular Avodah. It's a long Rashi, and a lot of my first from discuss, it sounds from a cursory reading of the Pusik, if you read it too quickly, that he moved the Mizbeach and Achayshis with Elliot, that's what you asked me before. Uh, long and the short of it is he didn't because he couldn't. He probably would have wanted to. And some of Farshim say he put this new Mizbeach next to that one. And he will move various Kalim around, which we'll see in the next Pusik. Uh, Lamaisa, the good news is, very little good news, that he didn't try, even try to deface or dismantle the main Mizbeach unlike what Menashe and others are going to try to do. Uh, that's the only good news. Yes? I'm not trying to be modest, but the son of Malach had an additional merit. Yes. So that's what the Mepharshim suggests. The original plan, you look at the Gemara in Sukkah, it says clearly that everything was done with a plan with the divine Haskamba. Kosh Baruch Hu told them exactly how to build it. You can't just go and do what you want. 
Shlomo Melech, to a degree you could put certain things in. Uh, the Mizbech over here, the problem besides the change in design, and he's going to show his contempt for what was done, his contempt for the Messiah at least. Again, whether it's Yahweh Yahweh's different stories, you have to know based on what you're saying. That's not a first from debate. How bad was the actual Lavera? Was there an actual to say over here, which is a slight defense for Uriya? Clearly, what Achaz was trying to do was to change the Messiah. He was trying to show that I don't really care what anybody did before, I'm in charge. Uh, there's no defense for him getting up and doing his Rikas Adam and bringing the Kabbalah. He's not a Kayan. So say what you want about uh, the changes he's going to make. That uh, is inexcusable. So his, his Mahala clearly was to change things to show that um, I don't really care about the Masera and his next step, as we mentioned last week, is going to be he's going to try to close the whole operation and close the base magic and close the shul so that nobody grows up knowing how to do the Avedo or know how to learn and we won't have a next generation. And in his mind, things are falling apart anyway and the whole country's falling apart and therefore it's not going to be clay for all the next generation, so who cares? That was his total years and that was the problem. Which is also to have years and it's also to try to stop the Masera. Interestingly enough, my Misha has a chuva. Somebody once asked him, he's a relative, he visited in the hospital in Leilainu, the relative was in bad shape and he was um, saying things out of pain that shouldn't be said terms of lack of bitachin and amuna and things like that. And the relative said, you know, what should I give him Musa? What should I do? I can't listen to this. Ramesh told him, it's not right, but you can't really give some latitude to that, even though it's not the right thing to do. And that was my preface today. We're not letting Achaz off the hook. He goes down in history as a Russia, but he doesn't make it to this list because of the... Uh, all the things he's doing are the result of his panic, which is why the Atzasayetzer, for people who wouldn't do such horrible things, the first thing is to get them into a uh, mindset where they're just panicking all the time, and then they get down, they get depressed, and they get the tumult, and then you could do Koltev Shabbat So that's not a defense for what he does at the end, but at least an understanding of what's going on. Uh, but the fact that he got up and did the Avay himself that you can't, uh, you can't excuse and you can't imagine. Uh, not that long ago, Uzio Hamela, who was a good, good guy, uh, did that, and he got saras, and he um, did true for the rest of his life. Here, he doesn't get saras. Why not? You say that He's not in the Madrega. You have to have... <laughs> to, get, to get zapped that you stop what you're doing requires chusim. He didn't have it. That's the problem. What? You say the fact that he did it in some ways shows that it wasn't true legitimate service. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm assuming... Right, he thought, he thought... uh, But the question is, did he have in his mind Did he want to do the shame of Adazar? He just didn't spell it out because the people would be writing. He understood that, and he didn't want to lose his life or his throne. Or did he just say, you know what, the guy have a nice altar over here, and I really want to start limiting the operations, therefore I'll make some subtle changes slowly, and and we'll take it from there. Yes? Right, so who is that? So what is that? What you, oh, so he doesn't have another. What do you mean? No, so, Melon doesn't have his own private. No, so it's not revealing what his kavana is. That's right. His kavana, I don't have any great... You can say his oilas. A king can bring an oilas if you want. He can walk to the base of Mittish, and I'm sure he did. But he had a lot of money. I'm sure he brought many kavanas when times were good. So the people might have been down Kazchus. Okay, bring his oilas. What's he doing? Doing his Okay, he fell on his head. 
it, it's not Muchuch that he was doing it L'Shem Eila from the Avodah Zarah from Damasik. It's not Muchuch that he wasn't either. It's pretty clear he had his own agenda, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I should that my show lack of meters. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, limited, limited uh, things. Yeah, yeah. But again, ah, uh, we started the parrot that he was already being makiv and bombers beforehand. But so were a lot of other people. That was a general issue. And yeah, he figures, my yes, I did it in my porch last week. So I'll do it in the basement. Do this week, but uh, nobody. Uh, why he wasn't scared of an Uziah effect is incredible. It wasn't that long ago. As a matter of fact, this year was only three months ago. Uh, <laughs> it was a little longer. Ziel came to bring the Gateris. Okay, that's part of this list over here also. I don't know. It, it's interesting that he wasn't scared stiff. What? He said maybe he felt, I'm not going to get zapped because I have my own. Maybe. Again, you're all representing the incredible ability of the human mind to rationalize what, what they're doing and not doing and why they're not going to get zapped and why Hashem's going to understand or why Hashem's not interested anymore, which unfortunately was his machshava. Now, if you think Hashem's not interested at all, why you bring any carbon? So either, again, he's bringing to his Abonazar and not telling people about it, or he thinks, you know what, okay, I got to hedge my bets, and I got the Mizbech and the Mesic, and I got our Mizbech, and we'll make everybody happy, which was a common thought then. And uh, we, uh, we're going to possibly develop this theme over the next few weeks also, but we have a year of Sainish, which is better than no year at all, which is not year of which is not Ava, they're different Madragas, we should do mitzvahs and uh, stay away from every single aver for years Einish. But years Einish often is when uh, you make a lot of money, you have a lot of money, and things are going well, you certainly don't want to have Hashem taken away. Or if things aren't going well, you certainly want to have Hashem give you some. That's a motivating factor. The Ramam in one place says that that's the motivation primarily for your mitzvahs and Abayi Hashem. That's not a very high madrigan, better than nothing. Here is an extreme form of that where, yeah, he'll do, he'll bring it out love once in a while on the, on the real Mizbeach, but you got to cover your bases. That's Avodazar. All the, all the Avodazar did that. They're always worried about this God and that God and the other God, and they're always, uh, that's, uh, that's not uh, very monotheistic in nature. And that's the, that's the problem. So he's affected by this, and he how, was nervous. How different, how different were these uh, Malachim from, like, Laban? Lavan was an Avodah Barazar, and he, he, he saw the God of the Jews because he saw how successful Yaakovina was, and he admitted that he had the bracha from Yaakovina. That didn't stop him till the very end. That had to steal the trophy. Till the very end, didn't stop him from hedging his bets again. So the good news, my remark about from people, is that even when they want to hold on to the money or get money or get whatever bracha, they do mitzvahs. They don't look for schusim. That's good. They don't, they don't go to other religions. They don't look for other gods because they're from. Okay, that's... That's very good, which is not the highest madrega of why we should be motivated to do mitzvahs. It's not Avas Hashem, and it's not even Yer Zaremus. It's a start. Here, uh, he was already affected by what he saw all over Israel, and certainly in Chaslarts. <coughs> the fact <coughs> that he didn't uh, totally forsake the Avedah along this theme is brought out in the next Pasuk. Tezvav. Itzav HaMel Chacha Lemar. So he told them the uh, marching orders going forward, what Uriah Kain is on the job. So he told him what he's going to do with the new Mizbeach, the old Mizbeach. 
Amazbeach Gadol, meaning his new fancy one, which he made bigger, by the way, clearly. Hakter as Eilas Habaker as Minchas Ha'erev as Eilas Hamelach as Minchasai, but he's going to donate. He wants to switch the Avodah to this new one. As Eilas Kol Amaris Minchasam and his Kam Bechal Dam Eilah Bechal Dam Zevach Olav Tizruk. This is now the new Mizbeach. I want all the Avodah over here. Umizbach Anachayshes Yili Levaker. Once in a while, we'll visit the old one. You don't know whether to laugh or cry. It's like, like why? The answer is that's what it was all about. He wanted to show he was uh, in charge and he wanted to change things and he wasn't yet ready to destroy the old one. So once in a while we'll, uh, we'll show up at the old one and do something. But the main Aveda, all the Kabbalists, the list them all, he knew the Aveda. He was an Amart and he, uh, he said, This is the new address. Again, in his defense, because he knew it was good for him. Doesn't mean it was the right mahalach. Depends on whether it's Yehar Vayavra. V'yekatzeitz ha-melech achaz es ha-mizgerais ha-mechaynez v'yasam ha-leyam es ha-kir es ha-yam harid ma-alabaka na-chayshes she-tartev itinasa al ratzefes avonim. Now he starts taking the various kalim around the mezbeach and he moves them and he puts them down. It used to be mounted on something and I put it on the floor and he started moving things around just to bedafka to show that uh, the entire Messiah, the Aveda, doesn't, doesn't mean much, and we could change it at will. Once you change one thing, there's no hope. Uh, the, he was already off, but once you start doing this, uh, if you hold that, as unfortunately the original Haskalah and Reform, if you hold that it's not divine and you can do whatever you want, then there's no stopping you, and you'll have no Yiddishkeit left in short order, which unfortunately we're not happy about. Uh, no Yiddishkeit, no Yidin. It's gonna, it's all gonna be gone. There's Musach Shabbos. They had a beautiful area where they had a canopy and a whole area for the people to congregate on Shabbos. And the Mishmar was going out, and they had a place to sit and learn and say Tehillim and relax. And it was very bekavadik for Shabbos and for the Aveda. And he took the whole thing down because he didn't want people looking forward to the Aveda enjoying themselves around the Beis so, again, this is not even directly the Aveda. He just wanted to make it a less pleasant place to be. And the last change he made, which was a strategic move, was he took the path, the Melech had a direct path from his palace to the base of Mikdush. And it was Derech HaMelech. It was a nice paved walkway, but it was outside. He took it and he moved it underground, so to speak. And he did that because he didn't want Melech Ashur to see what was going on, to see we have some Kalim left, and he's going to take that as well. And he also wanted an escape venue in case Ashur comes to invade. He wanted to be able to survive the experience. That's not necessarily, the last part, not necessarily a taina on him. Uh, we know that there were many tunnels built to be able to escape. Sifkio is going to do that. He's not going to work. He's not going to survive. But uh, he's at the same time very nervous about this Melech Asher who he invited in, even though he feels that, okay, I'm covering my bases, building the Mizbeach, but can't be too sure, and he's doing some Hishtadlis. Once you invite Asher, they're not going to be leaving very quickly, and it's not going to help him too much at the end of the day, even though the Chorban won't be from Asher. What? The last part, the first part, uh, the bribe was to appease him. 
the last part was to protect himself and to not let them see exactly what was going on lest they think that there's more gold and silver to be had, which there was. And the middle part was the change in the Mizbah was not to appease Asher, it was to um, let the people know that he's not really with the program anymore. Yeah, but the strangest thing here is that he took the Damesek Mizbeach of Aram, sent the blueprint. If he's trying to please the gods of Aram, he's on the wrong side because Aram was destroyed by Asher very quickly. By the time he got home, the thing he imported was gone. That's the sad joke of this whole thing. The whole thing was gone. He's appeasing the gods that lost. But... You know, that's when you have many gods here today, gone tomorrow. So once he told them to build it already, he said, okay, we'll keep it, we'll, we'll use it. He was interested in making changes anyway. But he was interested in pleasing gods, he was on the wrong side, and he never even got a chance to use it by the time he got home. So that's an important backdrop to see. Yes, and the rest, again, is relegated to the uh, trash bin of history. They kept the log for the Malachim, but it's not going to make it into Navi because it didn't accomplish anything. First, should point out again, look at the Ralbag, Beir David, is that, yes, the general city, they did not allow him to be buried with the Tzaddikim from Malachim's base David, which, again, is a very positive note. Despite all his power and ruthlessness and his threats that if you don't do this, I'm going to kill everybody, and that was implied, or he understood that. When he died, they didn't let him be buried. Who's they? The good news is that the tzaddikim were still in control. David was still in control, and they let them know he's not coming in here. And it worked. Yeah, but usually we show him after they die. You know, uh, Stalin didn't do too well after he died. But it's not like some tzaddik took over and changed the whole system. It took many decades they started taking down the statues. I should say Yamach Shemay Vizichroy. He was. Yes. Right? So that he could eventually. Yes, yes. And, and it worked. Chazal say that that was good for his father. Right. Even though they it didn't. was able to get him in. Yep. Yep. But it's, end. it's interesting. The Chavikadisha here, despite all the craziness going on, Chavikadisha was in the hands of people who were able to make proper decisions, and they couldn't send him to Tel Aviv to be buried, but he didn't get into the space he would have wanted. No, no, it says they did in Ir David. So Ir David is, oh, is still in the area, but he didn't get into uh, David's place. It's he, not the, uh, not, not the, uh, the pristine, uh, uh, you know, the high-stake uh, area for Tzadik and Gemurim. V'yimloch, Chizkiyo, Benoi, Tachtov, and again, like to end off on a good note, Chizkiyo is one of the great Tzadik of Hamalaz Beis David, will now take over, alive, and a very harrowing experience, but he survived the Melech, and he's going to take over. We're not going to see him yet next week. We're going to see uh, the unfortunate the reign of Hoshea ben Ela. Check your emails. We have to figure out whether there will be Shia next week. It's after uh, Slichus. Uh, last year, do you remember what we did? We should have Shia. The question is, does anybody uh, get up on time? Uh, well, I'll take a quick poll here. Everybody's going to raise their hand. But if you raise your hand, we take you down as a, uh, as a number. What? You have to get up for Shachas anyway. What? No? Rafa, you'll be here, no? Some, uh, we did have Shia last year? I probably took the same poll and you all said yes. 
Okay. One interesting thing I heard in the Dachnomish here that in Divrei Yomim, there's a contradiction to what it says here. Well, there's always, Divrei Yomim is all about contradictions. The the question is how to how to answer them. But the contradiction was, though, in one place it says he was buried. Shailis, the hack Kivrei Malachim, unfortunately, already, who weren't, he wasn't the first one that was uh, yeah, by the off, so, right. so could be, uh, uh, anyway, we'll continue now, let's go to the Peliyayetz, we're going to start a new entry today, good for pre-Rosh Hashanah, on page Nun Vav, the entry is Bizayan, we're not going to learn how to do it, we're going to learn how to stay away from it, uh, although half of it's going to be on how to handle it when it happens. The, uh, the highest madrega is if somebody is mavaza you, you send them a thank you note. Because whatever it was, it wasn't right, but it's a kapara. So once you got the kapara, you don't look for it. You don't look for enchim. Once it's a kapara, so then you, um, you tell the guy that uh, we're going to speak yet about, we're going to get to in the Kippur of Amshir in the next couple of weeks. We started talking about Lel Shabbos. Uh, is there any heter to hate him if he babbled you and embarrassed you and uh, harmed you? And if there's a heter to hate him when he shepherded you and bothered you, so when does the Israel apply? Most people don't hate people when they don't even know who they are and just walking down the street. So we're going to discuss that at length also over the next couple of weeks. But um, sending a thank you note is, is a madrega already. Normally you have tainas in the guy and the guy should apologize. But if it happened, at least Maidim Mishman Esrei Thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the kapara. Ever it's uncomfortable and uh, somewhat painful, it is a kapara. To any degree, even putting your hand in your pocket, looking for a quarter and getting a nickel. If anybody carries nickels anymore, even HaKadekach. Start from the second paragraph, page Nun uh, Vov. The first paragraph, I just uh, didn't want to put on video, so we'll start from the second one. Uh, you can look at it afterwards. Kamei Shekasavnu, Leal Berach Avazrayim, he says, the Bizayan, uh, if anything, if you want to hold somebody in contempt and you have time to start with yourself. Now, today, in the modern era, we're very into self esteem, and that's important. And we've got to give people covet and give others self esteem and our children and our friends and give ourselves a pat on the back once in a while, also. With that said, I always complain about the tree being bent too much in one direction. Uh, you have to recognize your faults and your mistakes, especially around Yamim Naram. Self-esteem is great all year round. Around Yamim Naram, if you don't start recognizing some of the issues, you're not going to be able to be in vidui mode. He sees his faults and the things he has to work on. Behepach, unfortunately, the Minigaylam is the opposite. It's a famous uh, play on the Mishnah. That's a din, what he's quoting, a Mishnah Nagan. The Kayin, Kapaskan and Negah, he can't Paskan his own Negah, even though he's a Kayin, he knows the dinim. People look for the faults in other people, and for himself, take care of Dana Selakaf Chayva. The other people actually is Dan Lekav Chayva, Lasma Vakesh Memtes Panam Lataris Asheret. That's an expression from Gemara Sanhedrin. Dayan has to be smart enough, have a, have to have a lambdis. He has to be a lambdan to be able to have forty nine reasons why Asheret is Tameh. 
why a sheretz is tara rather. Uh, the sheretz is tameh. You can have 59 reasons, 109 reasons why the sheretz is tahar. It's still going to remain tameh. The lamdas over there is not, the lesson over here is not to be a krum lamdan. It's a marshal to show even something that's a very difficult thing to prove. You have to be able to think of a lamda to try to represent the other side. And then, of course, be modal emes. And over here, most people are don, other people are kavcheva. And for himself, he's mavakesh, these 49 ways to be matar things that he did and to justify what he did, as we just spoke about with achos. And he likes to come out thinking that whatever he did is pure, and he's doing just fine. The exact opposite. We're here to be done. Other people This is crucial. The more, as I'll say, the more you done others the more they done you in Shamayim. So everybody asks, what do the words mean? How do you done somebody Well, you don't know exactly what he did, so you try to think of maybe what you're looking at is really not so bad and you're not understanding what you're watching. In Shamayim, Hashem's looking, he knows exactly what happens. So how can he dan you Hashem knows the MS. The short answer, which needs to be elaborated on, is that when you look at somebody, even if what you're looking at clearly is wrong, being dan lekaschus is understanding the person's background, what we just did with Uriah Kayin and a little bit with Achaz, is that Achaz was a bad person and he did bad things. Lemaisa, there was still a pintaliyid and he was under a lot of pressure. So being down some of the kaskus means that you look at the totality of the person and try to find an area where he does have some virtue without coming out to Lamaisa that what you're looking at is okay when you clearly can't. So there are two parts to this. Is when you see something that's gray, assume it's not so bad and you're misunderstanding what you're looking at. And the second part is when it's clearly usser to understand that the fellow still has some mailas. In Shemayim, if we practice that enough with other people, in Shemayim, they're going to dan us chaz not that Hashem does know the emes, is that Hashem is going to look at what was wrong, but we're asking Hashem to look at the, use the Midas Arachimim, and look at the mitzvahs we do, and look at the good parts, and dan us to focus more on the good parts. That's the Midas Arachimim against the Midas Adin. And that's what it means over here as well. And uh, the more you do it for other people, the better it has an effect on your... Din in uh, Shamayim, but certainly around Yamim Naram. And Mitzvah Shem will uh, pick this up next week.